Welcome back to another episode of Carmen's Crew Podcast. Uh, a little down, everybody. Mm. Welcome to 23. Our Buckeyes <laughs> didn't get the job done, but myself, Aaron Kraft, Jared Sullinger, and Adam Jardy going to bring you some inside scoops on, on the Buckeyes hoop team because, you know, they're the only hope right now who can, who can bring our Buckeyes some joy. Uh, so we're mm. going to thank everybody at New Amendment for making this happen and uh, you know, we're going to get into this episode and, you know, have a little fun. It has been a sad week, hasn't it, Dave? Not not the opening yeah. to the 2023 that I think Ohio State Buckeyes were hoping for. I mean, literally the opening, the seconds, <laughs> literally the seconds into the new uh, year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sickening, bro. It's still heartbreaking. And the, and the finals is tonight, so that even hurts more for real because we, we know it should be us out there. I'm honestly, there's a silver lining here that I don't feel pressured to stay up to watch the national championship game today so I can get up and do a great job of my school tomorrow. So, but I mean, hey, you know. optimistic. It's, it's all about half empty, half full, right? Uh-huh. So, I like it. We need you rested. You got lives to save. I wish I was, <laughs> I wish it was that serious, but um, <laughs> thank you for the, the effort you put in there, Adam. Appreciate that. He still say that's baby steps, baby steps. He, he got a while ago. Mm hmm. No, man, I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. I'm not even going to I mean, do, do we want st- to – Go ahead, Southern. I mean, I, all I can say is that 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 timeout on fourth and two or, or when we was about to oh. uh, fake punt mm. and smart, he, he saw mm. it, called the timeout. timeout. I mean, that was the timeout that saved, um, saved the game, I, I really think, because we was going to put him to bed after that. And then uh, – I also would say that second – I was it second and 10 and we decided to run it or something like that? It was like first that? and 10. It was first and 10. Uh, or first and 10, yeah. I was like, stay aggressive. <laughs> we got a flow. Aggressive. We got a rhythm. Go. Yes, exactly. Yes, stay aggressive. And yards still so many things easy. to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we – I mean, I could live I can live with the kick. I can live with the kick, honestly, but it was just – I didn't like how it went. It just went straight left. It didn't go straight, like, towards the it, field goal. It looked post. like he, he tried to kick it left. so hard. I think he was – there was mm. there was a lot there. I have the saddest video of my eight-year-old watching <laughs> that. I, I, I was like – he was so excited. We were in the ho- – We I brought my family with me to Chicago because obviously the Buckeyes played at Northwestern on New Year's Day. So I got my family mm-hmm. with me. We're in the hotel room. Like, fireworks are going off outside, even though we're an hour behind. Like it, there's all kinds of pandemonium and I put my film, my phone on to film my little guy lose his mind when Ohio state wins and goes to the national championship. And instead I have the saddest video of him. Like just you, you can literally watch his heart mm. break as that kick. And I feel, I feel for North for, uh, for Ruggles, but man, I felt for my little guy too. <laughs> uh, for sure. That's definitely a tough one. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how. And then our Buckeyes too, as well. Let's get into that, man. We talk about this X's and O's. Uh, it's been a rough they, one for us. They need some more X's and O's, don't they? Just, <laughs> I, I think so. Definitely <laughs> down the stretch, down the stretch. We gonna uh, talk about these last two games we had. Uh, I think they were winnable games, so it's kind of heartbreaking as well to start off the the year like this, uh, especially for the Big Ten season. It's funny you say down the stretch, Lighty, because, like, you know, that's where we lost the game is down the stretch. Mm, yeah. And, 
you know, against Purdue, I thought, you know, losing Zed was was big, but at the same time, we played well enough to win that game. Yes. Um, I just – I always just think about that last play and, like, you know, Edie is so big. We trapped with Bruce Thornton. I'm like, he doesn't even <laughs> see Bruce. Yeah. And and let alone it being off um off the passer. And I was I was watching the game, I was like, this looks just like the play they ran against Rutgers. And it was the exact and I went back and watched the Rutgers game. It was the exact same play they ran. And um they got a three off of it just in the same way. I mean, you know, when you're trapping somebody that big, I feel like it's always should be big on big, even though he's huge. But uh, it's always should be a big on yeah it should be a big on big trap just because how big he is and um I th- I thought that was really tough on our part man it really it really it really hurt us where would you have brought the double from because I asked I asked Holtman after the game I said were you trying to double on the pass on the dribble and he didn't want to go into it he didn't want to give away their, the specifics um but when I when I bet we look back and rewatched it like no one else was close enough to try to, to bring the double. So I guess if you're doubling, like Bruce had to be the guy. Um, but then obviously that left lawyer open for the, the wide open three. Like, I don't, I don't know. You, you guys have been in those moments. I haven't. What, what, what should they have done? What would you have done? So I, you know, I, I think, you know, Dave Sully and I had a little text thread going after, like kind of during it and after all that stuff. And I'm, I see how it I'm is. sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You're our guy. Uh, I was I was busy. I was busy, um, but I, you know, like I'm okay doubling from the passer, um, but going on the pass, like w- before he takes a dribble, makes no sense to me because one, okay. he's seven four, and like Jared said, it's Bruce, so there's he can easily pass over him because at the end of a game, I don't think you try to change up who you double from if you've never practiced it. So all game we were doubling from the passer. Um, sometimes we did it better than others on the dribble, but they knew what was coming. Um, we didn't change anything up. And if if he puts it on the floor and dribbles and then makes a pass out, I feel a little better. And if he dribbles, we have a better chance to rotate over to the guy. So they have to make an extra pass. Yeah, yes. But yes. immediately going on the pass, like he passed and turned immediately. I mean, easiest pass in the book, like an easy shot too, right? Stepped right into yeah. it. Um that's what frustrated me. Uh, we can talk about the, you know, obviously the possession right before where we have the ball under 30 seconds. So they have to foul us. You kind of know they're going to trap. Um, we catch the ball in the dead, like dead corner, dead, dead corner. Um, still have a chance to make a good pass out, but don't. That that part's probably the most frustrating part yeah. for me is we didn't even give our chance to shoot free throws. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's knowing the game, knowing the situation. You know where they're going to go, of course. Uh, so, so for me, like you guys said, we've been trapping from the ball. So that rotation has to be ready. Like literally soon as you see him turn, you have to be able to rotate. You know, make those guys pass, pass, and make something else happen. It can't just be, you know, pitch and catch and wide open shot, literally like you're, you're warming up. I mean, yeah. Uh, Adam probably would have knocked that shot down as well, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's I mean, like, I could hit a few buckets back and exactly. So it's like that one is is tougher. Like Aaron said, if you go on the dribble and maybe bring a, a bigger guy over or something like that to make it just a little more difficult or just to put a little more pressure on, on their offense to make them make another decision instead of something so easy is what makes it tough. But 
Uh, I think we had our chances. We had our opportunities down the stretch that we just let them slip away. So mm-hmm. it's just learning how to close out games and, and winning them. And for sure in the Big Ten, this won't be the last time it's like that. We didn't we didn't execute the last play like the we called timeout right and put it ahead called yeah. timeout. We didn't execute that, that play well either because there's mm-hmm. and I, I there's no way Coach Holtman had a you know just a, you know double drag to a handoff to bring multiple guys to Brett to Bryce right. So I think Bruce messed up the last play by bringing his guy right to Bryce on on the end of that play too. So down the stretch there were just three or four plays that we executed. Horribly, horribly. Yeah, that that was that was something we when we talked to Chris Holman after the game, and then actually we had interviews with him today, and he was asked again about that play, and he said that basically they were trying to get Bryce the ball going to his left, so maybe he gets the three, maybe he gets to that pull up jumper that he's been so good with, but Purdue did a pretty good job of blowing up that play, and he did talk about the spacing on yeah, that because there was I think, no spacing. You know, mm-hmm. when when you go back and you look at it, he's trying to make that handoff, but there's a guy right there, and I think some mm-hmm. of that too is you've got Felix Akpara setting that screen. Felix is 6'11". He's only 220. I think mm-hmm. Bruce, I think if you, you got Zed on in that play, they're not able to knock him into it. I think that's yeah. – the spacing wasn't great, but they were able to like unmoor uh, Felix and create a situation where now there's just too many bodies in a really small space and you can't get open. You can't get the shot. And I just thought that was an example to me of three freshmen Mm. all in the same moment together, like trying to take down the number one team in the country. I thought you saw that those mm-hmm. were freshmen in that moment. And maybe mm-hmm. that's a, that's something that doesn't happen in like four weeks. No, you're right. I think you're, you're totally right. But to go back to the doubling point and from a man that always gets double teamed, yeah. it's <laughs> always harder. It's all it's always harder to, to, to make the pass out, out from the dribble, especially when you're in the middle of making your move because you don't know when people are coming. So if we would have just baited him to put the ball on the ground, I think it's easier for Bruce to get yeah. to that ball rather than on the on the pass where, you know, Edie just like literally had the ball yeah. in the air and didn't mm-hmm. see Bruce and just mm-hmm. and just threw it. So I mean it's a it, it was a learning curve out there as well. Um, but I always say justice when you catch the ball in the corner, it's either timeout or you have a for sure pass. And I think that that's that's where we kind of we kind of lost our our momentum going into that game. Other than that, I thought we played great. Yeah. We had every right to win that game we against did. the number one team. We had every right to win that game, and it's just you know little mistakes um, going going through the game caused us to lose that game. But I mean, we're we're growing up. Yeah. We're growing up right before our eyes. Every, every Felix game. played unbelievable. Um, I mean, yeah, he like he he stayed out of foul trouble. He played relatively good defense for what he was capable of. Played well on offense. Like I thought, you know, he played unbelievable uh, in that game, especially mm-hmm. with going against you know a guy that's seven four, two ninety or something ridiculous. Um, I thought he did a great job mm-hmm. holding his own. So that was huge for him to just kind of get that confidence. And then he made me a liar by getting into foul trouble the very next game. And next game <laughs> and struggling. But yeah. I loved how he played yeah. that game the whole time. Yeah. I was thinking, wow, he's he's bringing us energy that. I didn't think he had. So, yeah, he played thirty something minutes in that game. His career high to this point. They hadn't played him more than like fifteen or sixteen yeah. minutes mm-hmm. on the court for thirty minutes against Zach Eady, mm-hmm. who might be the national player of the year. And I, I agree with you, Graf. Like he, he uh, being in the arena and like every time he made a play, the crowd fed off of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It was just like mm-hmm. everybody realized losing Zed so early, like how detrimental that was to Ohio State's chance. 
but seeing Felix like make play after play, every time the ball went off of Edie's hands and went out of bounds, or every time he had a, he didn't have a lot of turnovers, but every time he he missed a shot, like it just ratcheted up a little bit in that arena. And Felix was a huge part of that. I, I was easily the most impactful game he's had so far. I just want to know where Coach Painter keeps getting bigger and stronger <clears throat> centers like Isaac Halls, AJ Hammonds, now Zach Eady. Like, where is Who's he finding next? these guys? Who's going to be next? It's really crazy to think <laughs> about that one. Like, <laughs> it's you guys, really you guys, wild. You guys know where Zach Eady was ranked in his recruiting class? What? It wasn't Court- even top 150, huh? Keep going. Mm. It's more than that. <laughs> it was wow. not even halfway there. Oh my goodness! In the in the twenty four seven sports rankings that that everybody uses in the uh, twenty twenty class, he was the number four hundred forty recruit. Solid. They go that far. I, you talk I about didn't even know they went that far. Talk about development right there. He picked the perfect place to go to right now. Then that's wow. crazy. Or my goodness, but mm. I, I was proud of the Buckeyes, like Sully said. I mean, we dominated for 35 minutes of the game. Even before that, when they made their run, they made their push uh, in the first half to close out. I think we came out and, and buckled down and, you know, established our brand of basketball and did a great job in, in the second half besides the last, you know, two or three minutes, uh, you know, where it was a shit show kind of. I don't know what, what happened with us, but uh, – <laughs> Step by step, man. It's going to be growing pains. We know we're a young team and a, and a new group as well still. So uh, just to see the fight in the guys and the passion that they play with and guys stepping up was, I think, uh, pretty big, big for my, my eyes and my standpoint. Uh, but then we go to Maryland and trap game. we talk about this game. <laughs> Speaking was, of a shit show. It was kind of the opposite. Uh, yeah. Up and down, man. Just the second half I would start off with just – yeah, in the Big Ten, we already know how the season was going to be. Everybody can beat everybody, but you can't let a team go on an 18-4 run and start off the, the second half, especially when you had the lead and you're on the road. Yeah, turnover after turnover, that kind of hurt us, and it got those guys going. And like you said, at Ohio State, the crowd fed off of it. I think Maryland took advantage of that, and, and the players just got more energized and uh, really got the ball rolling in the second half on us. You know what was funny was when that when that first half ended. You know that that's not that was not a full Maryland crowd. The students weren't there yet. There were some empty seats. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's and last week in the NFL season, like it was it was not packed. I've I've been there. It's plenty loud when it's packed. It wasn't that. And the way that Ohio State closed that first half, they had a good run. Yeah. Uh, Maryland missed fourteen of fifteen shots going into halftime, and there was a real like defeated air in that arena when that second half started. And then Ohio State gets the ball, goes right to Sensabaugh, and he gets in the paint and he scores, but he shuffles his feet. Yeah. And and then it was just off to the races. They turned it over mm-hmm. on their first four possessions. That That's first nice. five Bruce minutes. Offensive foul. Zero points. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. 14-0 run after you just closed mm-hmm. on a significant run to take the lead. And from that point, like the crowd that was over it, like was back in it. And then that just it just flipped in those first four or five minutes of that second half. And then they could never catch up. Uh, I honestly thought watching that game, it was like uh, I felt like we was always behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. even though we took the lead. But it mm-hmm. felt like Maryland had more juice um, going into that game. And I felt like as I kept watching, they out rebounded us wow. for, for for a good for a good minute of the game. But we still we still held them to a low field goal percentage, which was which was huge to you know if you watch the game, but. 
I thought we we sound, we saw some lineups that we never thought we'll see before. Oh, we went sure. really small. We had yeah. Gene. We played Gene at the five, which I thought was really helpful with with our offense. Allowed Bryce and and Justice to to get into his lane, knowing that you can kick it out to a, a knockdown three point shooter in in, in Gene. Um, but you know, starting that second half, like you said, Lighty and Adam, like it was just it was all bad. You know, starting the game with four straight turnovers, and then on the eighteen to four run on the road. In Big Ten play, you cannot do that, not to start the game. And, and you got to give credit to our guys. They didn't quit, but, man, Young was in the paint constantly against us. Um, I mean, just constantly against us, whether it was an offensive rebound, whether it was him, you know, coming off of off of a ball screen, rejecting ball screens. I just thought we wasn't ourselves. I, I thought, you know, the Purdue game took a lot of emotional emotions out of us. And uh, we didn't really get up for the Maryland game like we should have. But it's Big Ten play. you got to be good up for everybody. Yeah, I, I think we need to talk about the – we have a rebounding problem. Um, yeah, the per, Purdue point guard. Re, Purdue out-rebounded us by 10, I think, and Maryland out-rebounded us by 10-plus. Um, especially when Zed is out, we struggle to rebound the ball um, from all, you know, all five positions. And <clears throat> you guys know, like, extra possessions are huge uh, mm. in, in college basketball. And – they were more aggressive than us, and you kind of saw that throughout the game. So we fouled more than they did. They shot more free throws than we did. Like those little things in a game on the road after you just have a, a tough loss, like you can't th- – that you just can't do those because then they're going to keep mm-hmm. piling up. Like I keep thinking about my senior year. Like we went through um, we went through non-conference play mm-hmm. undefeated, right? Like we're – what were we? We were like top 10 in the country, feeling great. Mm-hmm. We go to Michigan State. There, it's a top 10 matchup. Um, and we end up losing in overtime. Play a great game, you know, like just down the stretch, they get a win. Adrian makes a mm-hmm. rest in peace, makes a ridiculous transition three in overtime. And like, just like, you know, it's just what happens. Like you lose. But that one loss, literally, we didn't win in January that year. Like we lost mm-hmm. six or seven out of like eight or whatever. So it was so easy for it to pile up and pile oh. up and pile up. And that's like, we're a young team. I'm, I'm kind of like fearful that that's going to happen um, as we continue to try to find ourselves. How long is Zed out? We had to figure out these lineups, but um, that's like the, the the small vibe I'm getting right now from the team. Good news on Zed from what I was able to learn at the game. Um, I don't think it, this is not a long-term injury and he could be back as soon as Minnesota. Um, he's most likely back by Rutgers. Now, is he the full Zed key that we've seen where he had, you know, 13 and nine a game? I don't know, um, but I think he comes back relatively soon. I, I what I, My understanding is that the injury is as good as you could have hoped mm. based on a shoulder sprain. All the you know tests came back negative. There's no sort of significant damage. But like, you know, I saw him in the in the hallway outside the visitor's locker room with a big ice pack. He didn't even play in the game, but like he's. He's still obviously fighting through it and and trying to get back. But to the point you guys made about the the rebounding a minute ago, um, one of the things that blew my mind when I looked at the stat sheet, and granted, he only played about 12 minutes because he had foul trouble, but 6'11", Felix Akpara did not have a rebound in that game. Ouch. And like that, I, I'm certainly not pinning this game on Felix Akpara, but like no. to your... Oh, not at all. But, but to your point, and, and it was a tough, it was a tough matchup for him because they don't have a necessarily mm-hmm. traditional big. So there was... They were able to put him in some situations he's not familiar yet with or comfortable in yet. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
when you get out rebounded as significantly as they did in that game, you you need him. You would think he's just going to get his hand on one or two, like just by mm-hmm. the pure chance of being six eleven. Um, so that was, it was that was tough, and that was that's just an arena. They don't win there. Did I, I was? You guys haven't played there, did you? We they yeah, weren't in the no. league. They after. were in the league when we were in that's school, right. but we played them in the Big Ten ACC yeah. Challenge. My it was my senior year, I think, but it was at our place. Okay, okay. Because since I joined, since I got on the on the beat for the dispatch, I've I've covered every game that they've played there. They're one and six. The one win, the one win was the COVID year where there were no fans. Mm. And the first, I'll never forget my first trip there uh, was Thad Mata's second to last season. They lost one hundred to sixty five. And standing outside that locker room, waiting for a significant period of time while they talked about whatever they needed to talk about, like that was. That was rough, and it feels like every time I'm there and I'm watching this team, like I think it's not it's not crazy to say Ohio State is better than Maryland this year. They have more talent. They they are a better team. They should have higher expectations in Maryland, but it doesn't seem to matter when they go there. And I don't I don't know. And you guys talked about like Northwestern, which mm. is always a tough place for you guys to play. You know, weird things would happen there. But I think that Maryland is the new Northwestern for this era of Ohio State basketball. Nah, I mean, I have to agree with that one because, I mean, you just you showed the record one and six when we go when we go to Maryland. But uh, to your point about Felix and rebounding, I think rebounding is is a skill. You know, sometimes you have to go get it. You can't just let it come into your area. I think that's that's what the game has been moved to is like box out and hope it comes to you. Mm. Um, you know, if you watch if you ever watch Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman can be on the other side of, of the free throw line. And he will run all the way to the other side because he felt like the ball was going in that area. And he just rebounds. Um, I think rebound is the go-get-it mindset. I always tell people all the time, there's, you know, when it comes to rebounding, your coach is never going to be like, hey, stop being so selfish rebounding. Like, go get every rebound that you can. Um, it's the only stat you can be selfish at. And when you're selfish at rebounding, you're only helping your team. And <clears throat> we have to, we have to as, as a team – we have to do it with five guys, especially yeah. with Zeds out, out the game. You yeah. know, guards might have to come in there and rebound. Um, our wings have to rebound. But, you know, that that's that's going to lead to a lot more losses um, more often than not if we don't rebound the basketball. And and it's just it's, – it's a tough way to explain it, you know, because everybody asks me how am, I, how am I such a great rebounder. I just go get it. You, you know, I really it. don't. Yeah, I just, I don't really worry about the other person. You just you kind of just go get it, no matter where the ball is at. You just you just go after it, and if you don't get it, hey, you're back on defense. Yeah, you know simple what I as see that. You? Coach Sully got me ready. I need to go use that in the <laughs> locker room. I see you. I'm I'm gonna try that one. All right, but we got our scouting report action going on. We're gonna get past these two losses that we had. We're gonna move on to the next one. What's the scout report on this week for the Big Ten games? We got. Another Rutgers game, which is – we know that one's going to be a tough one. But we can't look past Minnesota first. So, what are we looking at with the Minnesota game? I think it's a big – You got to take that yeah, one. one. Yes. I, I, I was trying to think yeah. of the, the best way to, like, say it in a, in a fancy – like, we have to win this game. We have how many games <laughs> on the road coming up that are going to be significantly more, tougher than this one. Like, we have to start going in the right direction. And like when I looked at the schedule earlier today, I couldn't think of a better potential opponent to play to potentially get back going the right direction, you know, at home. So, 
like, yeah, we just have to get it. We have to right the ship, start moving the start moving forward because if not, at Rutgers is not going to be easier. The other games we have are not going to be easier. For for me, I think it's a like jump out on them early type of game. Yeah. We we got to jump mm-hmm. out on them and and keep going, keep our foot on the gas because if mm-hmm. they get a rhythm and they get a flow, I think it can be you know game type of thing because they've been playing well even though they lost the last couple of games that they, they've been playing well so uh for us it's about everything is about ohio state right now on the defensive end playing together uh playing smart on the offensive end everybody attacking and, and knowing what's going on and uh like you said just coming out with a victory that that's going to be the main goal but i think a, a great victory and a good defeat is going to be something that's good for the morale of the team and then heading forward you know, uh, moving on in the Big Ten. I, I had someone make the point to me, and I'd be curious what you guys think about this, that maybe the, the Purdue game and the, the Carolina game, even the Duke game to an extent, because I think we're seeing that Duke really isn't an elite team this year, that maybe this team is still learning that, like, it can go take a game. Mm. They can go, like, seize the moment mm. late and, yeah. and win. And that's something that maybe they're still kind of figuring out. And I... I look at a game like this Minnesota game. I mean, their their best win, I think they beat, who was it? Cal Baptist. That's the only top 200 win they have. They're 6-8. and eight, They're 0-4 in the league. It's a game you got to win. But this seems to me like maybe they can learn some of those things or at least work on some of those things that pay off when it gets tougher. I don't, I don't know. You know, the crazy thing that you said that, I thought we turned the corner when we played Northwestern. When we uh, played yeah, Northwestern, yeah. we came out, we jumped on them, and we stayed yeah. on them. Yeah, you're and I right. thought – Mm-hmm. And I I also thought that like the the further we go, you gotta kind of got to put it on justice. I mean, when justice is in in attack mode and he thing. wants to get a bucket, he he can get a bucket. He can score. He can create. Um, there's sometimes he takes a back seat when you know too Bryce has back, the high, too laid back. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like too laid back when Bryce has it going. I'd rather both of them have it going. And, and kind of piggyback off each other and have the, and bring the team together like that. But right now, I think we we kind of we kind of go with the hot hand. Whoever's hot, the other one takes a back seat instead of just having our two main guys go at it the whole game. Whoever whoever gets a bucket gets a bucket and, and, and play that way. Sometimes we just kind of feature one player at a time, yeah. and, and the other player kind of just takes a back seat. And when we do that, sometimes that's where we we kind of lose our momentum. But like I said, if justice if justice always is in attack mode, um, we're a scary team to beat because you know you got a knockdown shooter in Bryce, you know you got a knockdown shooter in Bruce. Um, Roddy even showed some 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 yeah. skill yeah, down the stretch, good, which is huge. Roddy's going to be a yeah. great player. Hell of a player. D two, um, my guy. Exactly. Exactly. Remind so, me of myself a little okay. bit. Not gonna lie. Calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, we we just got we just got to do we just got to continue to doing what we did and we in that Northwestern game I thought we built off of it and I mean we had two emotional losses to be honest with you I think our 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 mindset was still carried over into Purdue and uh, this this game is a must win we have we have to win it if we want to stay at the top of the Big Ten standards. To, to add to your point about uh, about suing, he told me after the game that he he said, put this one on my shoulders. He said, I did not have the guys ready to come out to start the second half. That's on me. The, that opening stretch is on me. We need to be better. I'll be better. Put that on my shoulders. That was the second story that I wrote out of that game um, from the D.C. airport. So he took that personally, 
we'll see what they do with that going forward. Yeah, yeah. So now we need action. I like the, the yeah, you know, the confidence yeah, yeah. in that and and stepping up and, and taking you know leadership with that one. But we need action. That that's going to be the main thing for us. And we all know Rutgers is going to want some payback. So <laughs> it's going to be getting the job done versus Minnesota, and then it's really going to be the action. You know, backing those mm-hmm. words up and having everybody Ooh. ready to go. Because if they're not ready for this game, you know, at, at Rutgers, then uh, they it's going to be a long Big Ten season for us. I'll say that one for sure. So <laughs> we're we're going to see who who comes out, who's going to put the big boy pants on, and you know, play some basketball. Really, so it'll be good. It'll be good for us. But talking about this, what's the word on campus? What's everybody's thoughts? You know, alumni or coaches? Yeah, you know, like you just said. Uh, Justice with, with his thoughts on what they need to do. Uh, what was something that, that you guys been hearing? The the longer the season goes, the more I'm hearing everyone talk about Bryce. Um, Bryce leaving. <laughs> um, like even just, one you know, another. just, just one random another. people yeah. that like I see at church or ran, people I run into uh, like in my, med, my med student, other med students are like, Bryce is pretty good, huh? I'm like, yeah, you, you better watch for watch for the next few months because I don't think we're going to see him much longer. So that's that's the the interest, mm-hmm. the, the funny thing that I've I've heard kind of throughout as we've as the season continues to go on and and he is playing great. Um, he can he can still get better, and I think that's probably the the scariest part uh, or one of the best parts for us, right? And scary for other teams is he's still you can tell he was searching that Maryland game, like he it was almost like he could do what he did in high school. He, he was trying to do at Maryland, like, all right, I, I need to get myself going again. Let me shoot this, shoot this shot a little earlier than normal or make that shoot this contested shot, um, which I feel like worked with him in the past and he can make those kind of shots, but um, he's definitely the guy we go to down the stretch. So um, he, as long as his confidence stays up and I think it will, he just needs to continue to, to fix the, the little things like the boxing out and he could be an unbelievable rebounder, right? He's athletic enough. Yeah, he's big yeah, enough. Strong um, like enough. Those, yes. I think those things, like if he continues to improve on those things, like he just sky's the limit for him and it only is going to help. It's going to help us obviously, but it's going to help him in the future as he continues to, you know, live out the dream of, of playing in the future, staying healthy. I mean, I I always hear about how our freshmen are this freshman class if they stay together. And I I just, you know, under my breath, I go, well, we might not have the whole freshman class. Uh, (laughs) But it's a good group, though. I will say that. It's a good group. It is. It is. We might not have the whole freshman class. Somebody might be leaving after this year. But, um, you know, if this group stays together, I mean, you see see all the flashes of it. Felix has a good game against Purdue. You know, Bruce been solid throughout the whole year, growing up right before our eyes. Roddy, you know, when he gets his opportunities, he takes full advantage on of him on both sides of the ball. You got Bryce. That's just you know Bryce. We at this point we there's we're running out of things to say about him other than he can score the basketball on the defensive end. I would I do need him to be a little bit better. Um, you can see teams are trying to attack yeah. him mm-hmm. um, sure. and get him in foul trouble often. And I also read a quote on uh, Jake Diebler. Shout out to my guy, Deebs. Um, he said that Bryce is one of the hardest working players that he, he's he's been around. And, and when I read that, I, I understand why um, he deserves the success that he deserves because he's always hungry to be better. 
and everything that he do, he's doing. So he he earned the right to have this success um, going you know going forward, especially in the future. Um, shout out to Bryce, but um, we're just. I'm just happy. I'm just happy to see, you know, our teams compete to the end. I mean, there's times where we can literally yeah. give up. And, you know, a lot of the alumni is just happy to see, like, how young and how, um, you know, the mixture of guys. We had, what, three returners um, come back this year and Gene, Justice, and Zed. Uh, everybody's just happy to see the guys kind of gel and, and form. And everybody's excited for February and March because this is a scary yeah, team once you know, we figure it out. go time. That's going yeah. time for sure. I'm next story that I'm I'm writing for the dispatch is about Isaac Likely actually, and a guy that we've not really mm. talked too much about. But mm. um, you know, so he obviously missed three games, had a personal situation. He he he's come back, and I feel like he's kind of fitting his way back in. When back he, in, yeah, slowly. When, when he left, that opened the door for Sensabaugh to move into the starting lineup, and he's he's really sees that. I don't I don't know if I see Ice moving back into the starting lineup. I could. It's possible, uh-huh. like you said, Sully. I mean, the the way that teams are starting to really attack Bryce, defend like at the defensive end. I mean, sitting there at Maryland, like watching them directly go at him and him giving up like bucket after bucket, and then they're immediately giving him a hook because like you got to get out of there. They're they're killing mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. That that is only going to intensify in the Big Ten. You guys can speak Big to how well teams scout, and so scout, yeah, for sure. And so I think like ice getting back to. He's not, he's not going to lead this team in scoring probably ever, but he I you can see all the things that he does and the ways that he can settle a team where they've had some issues against pressure occasionally. I think he can help mitigate some of that. And he gets he gets boards. You know, he's a guy like Sully, like you said, he goes out of his way to get rebounds. Um, he's got like a 6'8 wingspan too. He's, he is fun to watch, man. I love watching Isaac Likely play basketball. And that's and he's a guy that can't shoot. But I still love watching him say, play. He can, do it, he can do it all. Yeah. So hey, I'm I'm, I'm writing about that's the next thing I'm writing about is his his role moving forward now that he's back and what that looks like for this team because I think that's that's pivotal for this team to be its best. They need him doing yeah. Isaac likely things. Things, yeah. Uh, which is everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's going to be, which I think I should know the glue guy piece <laughs> for sure. As Are you the really season hyping yourself on, up today, so. Dave? I'm supposed I mean, to. I, well, I mean, for I'm, real. I'm what behind it 100, Kraft. I, 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 I always tell facts. people all the time. It's, it's he was not, the glue. It's not talking yourself year. off if it's the truth, huh? And then, exactly. It's not. I mean, I can hey, try I, to be I, cocky, but real, that's not me. Man. That's the, not me. The, the time I realized how much Dave did for the team. I don't know if you remember this, Sully. Freshman year, we were in practice one day, and Dave got popped in the mouth and was just like had a hole, had a hole in his <laughs> lip or his tongue or whatever, and but like was bleeding. I remember he was like he was bleeding, and he was like. Nah, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna play. But he couldn't talk, and I realized how quiet yeah, the gym was. Smiling. Like how quiet the gym was, like on defense and stuff, because he couldn't talk and no one else was talking. I was like, oh, Davis like nothing. a Davis like a big deal now. out here. So that that's my. <laughs> I was like, I have. Hey, it goes a long it way, does. man. It really, does. when you talk, you're scared of the team and the thinking. You know what you talk about. This is true, time, really. So that's how it yeah, goes, that's, man. But that's true. That's basketball, but. Signing off, uh, I'm going to sign off and say happy birthday to the Ohio State legend, Scooney Hey-o. Penn. Yeah. And then also, actually, my guy, Willie Buford, his birthday is tomorrow. So we're going to wish hey. those guys happy birthday. Willie B getting out here healthy, huh? And yeah, he's getting back right. He had injury last year, so he pretty much missed this whole season. But he's, he's getting back to it. So just happy birthday. Shout out to those guys. And 
Uh, happy New Year's to everybody who's going to be tuned in. Make sure y'all keep coming back and watching us. Man, we got more for y'all as the season goes on. So uh, we appreciate <laughs> y'all. Make sure y'all keep coming back. I think that's what we That's where we're y'all keep coming back. You know, France doesn't have the best Wi-Fi, so I got your back, Lighty. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, it's weak. I can't help it. I can't help it. That's a good save right but there. We definitely appreciate y'all, man. Keep keep tuning in. We got more for y'all as we go. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.